Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah help. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. The final horn has sounded. That'll do it. And it's time for the Mark Miller Utah Jazz postgame show with your hosts, Jake Scott and the coach, Tim Lacombe. Utah Jazz game night. Coach Tim Lacombe, Ben Anderson filling in for Jake Scott as the Jazz snapped their four-game losing streak with a 131-124 win over the Orlando Magic. And uh, amazingly, with, what, 15 games now left to go in the season and these two teams fighting kind of on the outside, looking in, kind of figuring out where they're going to finish in the standings to get that entertaining of a game. I totally agree. I mean, at t- this time of the year, you get some duds, in fact. And uh, both teams really played hard. I thought their uh, their big players showed up. We saw Markin and have just another remarkable night. Tiny, the story of efficiency, uh, six for six from the line, was great from uh, the field. And just, again, he, he within what the Jazz do, he doesn't have to slow the game down, but it comes to him within what they do. Uh, so many positive things, and then to be able to close the game out with a bunch of young guys out there is a positive as well. Yeah, and that's what's amazing is, as you know, I, I don't want to say the Jazz have shifted away from the idea of trying to win as many games as possible because look at how hard they played in this game. I mean, those players out there, Will Hardy's calling timeouts, they are trying to win these games, but getting the development out there, getting all these extra data points over these final 15 games of the season on who Taylor Horton Tucker is, who Chris Dunn is, who Damian Jones is, what all of these guys can do and how they might fit into your future is really valuable and probably as valuable as getting into that play-in tournament at this point. So being able to manage all of that, not having these empty games that don't matter, is, is it's impressive. And then again, you see Lowry Markin continue to evolve as the man down the stretch where he hits that big, tough floater with, what, 10 seconds left to give the Jazz a really kind of an insurmountable lead at that point. And... Uh, he's just he's a big time player uh, that the Jazz probably thought they were going to be looking for for the next two or three seasons, and he fell into their lap. It totally fell into their lap, um, and we talked about it, you know, during the game, you and I, and I've loved having you here because you know, I, if you don't listen to Jake and Ben every day, you should because it's phenomenal basketball radio, and they do a phenomenal job of talking about the Jazz and the league. Um, but we talked about just the whole Donovan 
you know, how, how great a trade that was for both sides uh, in reality. And, you know, if you just take everything away from it, you look from the Jazz perspective, they got another a guy, a, a number one guy. They got a number one guy that's seven feet tall and is so versatile. And it, just as we said that, saw him, you know, get down in a stance and guard Harris, you know, took away a driving line from him. So, so many positive things, but, you know, you had to give up a really great player to get him. Yeah, and you did, and you know what? I mean, it's 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 about a per, as perfect a trade as you could have drawn up, and both teams have got to be absolutely thrilled with it because Cleveland's playing as well as they are, and the Jazz are seeing everything they hope to and more from Lowry Markin, and he's been their MVP this season. Speaking of MVPs, Utah Jazz Most Valuable Educator, presented by Instructure, the makers of Canvas. Throughout the season, the Utah Jazz and Instructure will recognize 21 MVEs. Each one will receive a visit from Jazz Bear, a $1,000 grant, a personalized jersey, and tickets to watch the Jazz game in a suite. Go to NBA.com slash Jazz slash MVE, NBA.com slash Jazz slash MVE to nominate your favorite educator right now. Uh, back and forth game. I mean, just seesaw all night long. Jazz jump out to a 20-11 to 11 lead. Orlando comes back, storms back by hitting the three, which I think caught everyone off guard. They are not traditionally one of the best three-point shooting teams in the NBA and I thought they were fabulous night, uh, tonight. They always had an answer. Jazz again closed the second quarter on a 16-7 to run. Lead big at the half. Feel comfortable. That grows to 15 early in the third quarter. Orlando comes storming back. Jazz are up 110-102 to with eight minutes left. And then it's tied in the blink of an eye. So uh, good for Orlando, too, who might not be playing for a whole lot in the East. They, they are still trying to get their young guys a lot of experience. And, and to that point, their young guys are really good. Yep. I mean, that's my takeaways. Uh, Banquero, uh, as Bowler was saying, can if he can, if that guy can start shooting the three, you know, really start shooting it and keep people honest to to how good he is. I mean, goodness gracious, um, he can do anything he wants off the bounce. Certainly, he's creating the contact and moving people. Um, but man, that little piece right there, you start to see him make threes and wow, the sky's the limit for him. So I, I really like the guys they have. Yeah. His fourth quarter, 13 points, four of five shooting three of three from the three point line four rebounds. So he's ending defensive possessions for you as well. That's, that's the whole picture. That's what you're looking for from your number one overall pick. And he was out there, uh, was unfortunately unable to, uh, if you're a magic fan, keep them in that game. But uh, Lowry, Walker, Kessler, Chris Dunn, Taylor Horton Tucker, the Jazz just got big performances. And then how about what I thought was probably the best night? It wasn't his best scoring night, one, one shy of his career high, but I thought the best overall night we've seen from Simone Fontecchio. No question. It's, it's actually interesting. I got asked about him today with, with Hanson Scotty. Um, and, and so it was, it was a interesting conversation because they asked me about Simone and they asked me about his, you know, how good can he be? And I said, you know, I instantly went to, he's got to make threes. But tonight, you know, he, he did make a three, but it was, he did a lot of damage. He made that really aggressive move and dunked at the rim, uh, showed some good signs. So, you know, you've got to give these guys an opportunity in these minutes, like you talked about, that are kind of outside their comfort zone to get used to the minutes first, and then you can kind of start to see. But that's the value in the data uh, because you're getting a really true look at them. Simone Fontecchio, 17 points, 5 of 7 shooting, 6 free throws. I love that he's getting to the free throw line. 3 steals as well, so just some nice minutes, and you're right, just getting used to the idea that you've got to be ready to play 22 minutes a night. Uh, those minutes are out there for you. The Utah Jazz take down the Orlando Magic 131-124. to We're going to say goodnight to our network stations. 
When we come back, Coach Tim Lacombe and I continue to break down the game, let you hear from the Jazz locker room. Stick around. More Jazz game night coming up next. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Utah Jazz game night. Utah Jazz snapped their four-game losing streak with a 131-124 victory over the Orlando Magic. Coach Tim Lacombe, Ben Anderson filling in for Jake Scott tonight. In uh, you know, the Jazz have just had so many fun games to watch this year. This has not been a difficult season to be a fan, even though I know they're you know on the wrong side of 500 right now. If you've liked watching good basketball and close games, this, this season has had it, and it's going to continue for the next 15 games. And I think what's also interesting is I, nobody's really united on whether tonight them winning is a good or a bad thing. I, you know, I think there's a whole bunch of people out there that are purists that love it. There's a bunch of people that are hoping for you know, the highest possible draft pick. So I, I think it makes the, the intrigue of the year even that more interesting because we haven't been in this situation a ton. Uh, but again, the stealth way they've done it, I think it's been really interesting to kind of watch it go down. But that piece that, you know, we've talked about that culture and com- competitiveness you want to instill in your young players has been there from day one. And I think that that's the most important thing to look at beyond the numbers. Well, it's always fun to see shots go in. I mean, that makes the game really easy to watch. And we saw lots of shot making in Orlando. The Jazz almost shoot 50-40-90 as a team. They go 55% from the floor, 38% from three, only 34 attempts, but they knocked down 13 of them. And then 20 of 21 from the free throw line. It was uh, only a single Rudy Gay miss uh, that kept the Jazz from a perfect 22 of 22. Uh, 17 turnovers, a little high on that side, but not really one culprit. It was pretty evenly spread around where we've seen some high turnover numbers in the past couple of weeks from Taylor Horton Tucker. Uh, Ochai had a game where he was up there. Uh, they really took care of the ball pretty well individually, but as a whole, they still racked up a significant number. Orlando shot the ball well as well, 46% from the floor, and then... Uh, Man, we talked about how poor they were going to shoot the ball from the three-point line. That was not the case tonight. 16 of 34, 47%. I'd be willing to bet that's as good as they've done all year. Yeah, I just looked at it, and I think they one other night they had they shot at least a better percentage. I don't know really, they made that many, but um, definitely got it going from the perimeter. You know, when uh, Markel Foles is dropping them, you know, it's it's a good night. They're, not, they're going down, but uh, he's, he's an amazing story. You know, in and of himself, and it's great to see his. I mean, he had 25 tonight, not nine for 12, and cool to see a guy who's gone through a lot find himself. But really intriguing, fun game, um, and the Jazz yet again that that fight and that the way that they kind of share the load 
it continues to be really fun to watch. Now, Orlando doesn't have you know a go-to lockdown defender with Jonathan Isaac out right now. He would have been closing that game and probably would have been matched up on Lowry Markkinen. Uh, but you see Lowry with 10 seconds left get that little push shot floater that he really made out of nothing. I mean, he kind of ran into a clog of defense, stopped, pulled up, rose over, and you said, man, that looked like Dirk when we were talking off the air, and it really did. I mean, that, that's the type of shot your all-star has to be able to hit if you want to be able to uh, to win games late, and that's going to translate when it gets to the postseason. It's already translating in these high-leverage games that you need. And not that it's better or worse, but I think – Interesting that we were talking about just the sheer his sheer size um, and his ability to make you know to be able to be in that area of the court um, and be able to make a play like that where he literally had to just get on the balance of one foot that's all it took and he was able to get his shoulders square and knock it in um, you know you have, you've got to be big you've got to be seven feet tall to really kind of make that play in that moment and it was really amazing to see that right as we were talking about it he went in there and did that uh and you know what you see it you see it so often and it's not just these last 10 seconds of the game when he's doing it it's every time he seems to to find a way to catch the ball with thrown out to him from three i mean he just doesn't need time to get himself set up as long as his feet are square which he does so quickly now and he gets into his shooting motion so fast it feels like it's going to go in every time, and that's why he so consistently gives you 25 to 31 points a night. He's not giving you wildly high 40-point nights, followed up by a 7 of 23 outing. I mean, he's just consistently the leading scorer on the team every night, which allows guys like Simone Fontecchio tonight, like Taylor Horton Tucker, Ochai I thought played much better than he did in the last game, to have, you know, they can take turns having good nights, and if you do that, you're going to be able to win a lot of games. There's no question. The other way you win a lot of games uh, you know, the mantra for the Jazz this year has been to uh, to play hard and pass. And tonight, 26 assists by the Jazz. You know, you went through kind of the, the turnovers. Um, and again, no no real egregious number. But on the other side of assists, it just shows you how much every guy handles the ball. I mean, Kelly Linick at seven from his position. Just awesome to see everybody get involved. Walker Kessler with three. So, same can be said. You know, the, sh- the load was shared across, and everybody's willing to make that extra pass. Jazz Game Nights brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share your Subaru story at markmillersubaru.com. Let's go down to the Jazz locker room and hear from Coach Will Hardy. I'm really, really pleased with a team win on the road. Um, we've talked a lot about this being about the whole group um everybody has something to bring to contribute to us winning games and i think when everybody stays focused on not only their strengths but the strengths of their teammates and an understanding of what everybody brings to the party um you know we have the ability to play really good basketball credit to orlando they played a great game they're really tough jamal's a great coach they're physical um they they challenge your execution because of how hard they play um, they really got into the ball. They tried to jam a lot of the outlets tonight and take away some of the pace. Um, you know, those guys do a really good job pressuring the ball. So I thought our team stayed focused on executing um, throughout the whole game. But, you know, again, just really proud of seven guys in double figures. A lot of different people made a lot of big plays tonight. I thought our two guards, 
Talon and Chris did a fantastic job of running the show. Talon with eight assists. Um, I know he had 23 points, but I thought he did a great job of understanding when to attack and when to find his teammates. Um, Chris obviously had some big baskets late. Lowry was was steady throughout. I thought obviously he had a, a huge basket there at the end to sort of seal it. But um, you know he's he's facing a lot of physicality every single game, and I think he's finding a way to work through it. Um, and find ways to, to continue to be efficient. Walker, huge and one there late in the game. He just continues to work even when the ball doesn't find him for stretches of the game. And I think that that just speaks to his his character, his ability to stay focused on like little things can contribute to winning. Um, he can go three, four minutes without really getting a touch offensively, but continues to crash the glass even if the ball bounces away from him a couple times in a row. Um, and came up with a huge basket late. Obviously, Tech had you know one of his best games for us with 17 off the bench. Um, great to see him finding some rhythm and some confidence. Um, his teammates are looking for him. I think he's he's stuck with it through some tough tough times, some tough shooting stretches. Um, he's a really really good basketball player. He's been a professional basketball player since he was 16 years old, and you know transitioning from Europe to the NBA is never easy. Um, it's not just the basketball. You're moving your family across the world, and there's a lot that goes with that, and I think he's just dug in and continued to work. So, you know, well, I guess what I'm trying to highlight is that everybody contributed to this win. Um, that's how we're built. That's how we try to operate every day. It's not about one person, and just happy for the guys to, to dig in and get a, a good win on the road. It, it's again just continuing to focus on our group and you know this this group of guys never point the finger they never try to give the blame to anybody else we all myself included just try to look in the mirror and take our piece of responsibility for what goes on every night and you have good games, you have bad games. We've, you know, even in Dallas, I thought we played pretty well and didn't win. And so we just take every game and try to learn from it. You know, how can we improve as a group? How can everybody continue to, you know, find their their niche within our team? And, you know, that's how we're going to continue to be. And I think after losing some, some tough games to start this road trip, I think it just speaks to the buy-in that we have from this group of guys. Um, they came out and played just as hard as they've been playing the whole season. Um, there was no letdown. There's no poor me attitude. Um, after having some tough losses, I think everybody just stepped up, stepped up tonight and, uh, you know, really wanted to get a win. There he is, Coach Will Hardy as the Utah Jazz knock off the Orlando Magic to snap their four-game, a losing streak, 131-124. to And I think you heard it all there. I mean, a very egalitarian approach from the Jazz tonight. Everybody really played a part from the top down. They did, and, and I think that that's been the mantra from the beginning of the season. Coach Hardy constantly using different lineups, different rotations, you know, willing to – not put guys in a box, you know, give guys the opportunity to close. And I think it's all paying dividends now. Uh, guys are certainly getting more, but they also learned early on in the season, you lean in um, and rely on each other. And that really is what this team was able to do tonight. 
The My Subaru Is campaign features real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some of the Mark Miller Subaru owner stories and share yours at mysubaruis.com. You can go check them out. That's mysubaruis.com. We'll let you hear more sound from the Jazz locker room when we come back as the Jazz beat the Orlando Magic 131-124. Their next stop coming in Charlotte on Saturday. Stick around. More Jazz game night coming up next. Running hook. Blocked it. The final box score is printed. Jake Scott and the coach Tim Lacombe are breaking down how it all happened on the Mark Miller Utah Jazz postgame show. Oh, my. Jazz game night. Utah Jazz snap a four-game losing streak with a 131-124 victory over the Orlando Magic. It's brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru featuring the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share your Subaru story at markmillersubaru.com. We're going to let you hear from the, a little bit more from the Jazz locker room coming up here in just a moment. Let's get to the Master of the Glass. Jazz fans, Safe Light Auto Glass is proud to present this year's Master of the Glass rebound program at the end of the regular season. Safe Light will donate $5 to a charitable organization for each rebound secured by this year's team rebound leader. And tonight, the Utah Jazz were led by Walker Kessler, who pulled down 10 boards. I'm waiting for uh, Chris Dunn to be the man. He had nine tonight off the bench. He continues to find a way to uh, secure the rebounds coming in that second unit. He's been a great player. No, he has been. He's been absolutely great. And, uh, again, team effort, not one guy, um, but all the way down, you know, coming off the bench, just doing, like Coach Hardy said, not having to do superhuman stuff, but just doing what you do and do it well. All right, let's hear from Lowry Markinen after the Utah Jazz down the Orlando Magic. That was a definition of hard fought. Uh, Up big, fell behind, rallied back again, and uh, a great defensive effort. And you break a four-game slide. Nicely done. Yeah, we need to do whatever it takes to win. We get a win tonight. Four-game losing streaks. Everybody wants to get a win on the short trip. And uh, we kept fighting like we always do. Just no matter if it's good or bad, we just got to keep fighting. And uh, we, they got the flow going at the end. Just make make tough shots and uh, some hustle plays that we could have prevented. But they got offensive rebounds and uh, got the crowd going. Uh, we stay stayed poised and uh, go on the next possession and just grab the win. You've been in a beast mode. I mean, you had 33 uh, in uh, Dallas, 31 tonight. Uh, just seems like things come to you, inside or out. Yeah, I feel comfortable. Uh, the defense, they have to make a decision if what how they're going to guard me, and I think I'm capable of doing the other things that they give me that specific night. And uh, obviously, it to get still get a lot better and uh, keep watching film and even to make the reach even easier and uh, be, try to be efficient, but... Uh, just a lot of credit to my teammates again. Just not not a lot of uh, standstill ISOs, I don't think. Just try to keep keep moving on and off the ball and just uh, go from there. A couple of quick comments on just uh, the defense of Chris Dunn. This is his seventh game with the Jazz, and it looks like he's been here a long time. Yeah, I love KD. Uh, just really happy that he's here and getting the opportunity. And uh, love to play with him. He's a great dude off the court, and uh, we all know how he does defensively and just... You can tell he's getting more and more comfortable offensively as well and getting getting to his spots and not letting the be a, I mean, game slowing down. So really happy he's here and uh, lots to play with him. You know, final thought, uh, THT is learning as you go. 
trying to run the show. And again, he just seems like he's also falling into into a more comfortable position with this team. For sure. More time we get together uh, on the court and just spending time each, with each other off the court, just getting getting that chemistry and uh, everything slowing down. I think it's coming together. Obviously, we got work work in front of us and uh, we can get a lot better. But I mean, just happy to see guys getting com- more and more comfortable. Strong win tonight. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you. There was Lowry Markin who had another big night for the Utah Jazz. 31 points, 5 rebounds, 2 assists, shot 11 of 22 from the floor. Not great from 3, 3 of 9, but 6 of 6 from the free throw line. And, of course, hit the biggest shot of the game with the Jazz up 3 with 10 seconds left. Jazz needed a bucket, and he got it. I love and And he's you know so quick to defer, but obviously brought up uh, Chris Dunn, how great it is to play with him. Uh, Lowry's just the perfect guy because, again, doesn't seek the limelight out on the floor doesn't require a whole lot of usage, but it's just so darn efficient and was on display tonight, all parts of his game. But yeah, you talk about that last play, that winning play. And um, it's awesome to see a guy out there doing that for you. Chris Dunn has been with the jazz for seven games now since signing the, the two 10 day deals. He's yet to score in single digits. He's been in double digits every single night with the jazz so far. Uh, pretty unique. You don't see a lot of guys do that. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if he's one of the first players ever to do that on back-to-back 10-day contracts. It's just really hard to find your niche that quickly, and he's done it. And what I love is uh, you heard them talking about it a little bit uh, if you were watching the broadcast or listening to Locke. Scoreless at the half, Chris Dunn was. He's looking to get other guys involved. He's just out there playing defense. He's doing what he has to. And then he recognized in the fourth quarter, Hey, they got to get another guy who can get buckets. I mean, it's really kind of Lowry is the guy who can create his own shot. They need one other player to step up there and be willing to do that. And uh, I thought that was Chris Dunn tonight. He really showed up big when the Jazz needed him to. Didn't even take a shot attempt in the first half. Was totally unselfish, just playing defense. And then the second half really uh, caught fire, got to his point, and he plays with so much confidence. And to your point as we were watching the game, pointed out again, it's one of those rip steals every game where he just – his arms are so long, he studies how the you know, the ball's being brought up and then just pokes it away, and we've seen it time after time. He did it again tonight. How about a team high plus nine with uh, Chris Dunn on the floor tonight in the second half in just 15 minutes? The next closest was uh, Larry Markin was plus three. So Chris really had a huge Im- uh, made a huge impact on this game tonight for the Utah Jazz. Another player who had a huge impact, especially on the defensive end, was Walker Kessler, three blocks in the first three minutes, and Orlando basically stopped attacking the rim at that point. Here's what Walker had to say after the game. Walker, you, you set the tempo defensively early. The three blocks just came bang, bang, bang. What did you see out there in just the spacing? You know, I think that um, Orlando does a pretty good job getting in the basket, so I knew that coming in. And, you know, we have, like today, our defensive scheme was, you know, 15, so we're switching on any off-ball and on-ball. Um, and so covering Markel Fultz, you know, I could kind of kind of help more, and I just saw him, you know, driving the basket and took care of, you know, do what I do. Do you expect this as, as physical as this game turned out to be? I mean, it started that way, but it continued on through four four quarters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, we definitely did. Um, Orlando's a very physical team. They don't give up. Um, you know, they're a bunch of young guys, super tough. So we knew going into it, it was going to be a, be a battle. You know, this every night somebody else steps up. I mean, you know, you're back from a short illness, and... You know, it's good to see Simone find some rhythm. It was great to see THT run the show. Chris Dunn playing defense. This is There's some special pieces right now that are showing themselves. Yeah, no question. You know, like Coach says, you know, this is a whole team. We all got our own roles. Um, we got a lot, a lot of good players. So, you know, we're the kind of team that anybody can have a night. 
you know, any night. So because of that, we're, we're pretty dangerous. Last thing, marketing just continues to amaze. I told him he was in beast mode, 33 in Dallas, 31 tonight. Uh, it's hard to stop him with the confidence and the shot selections, everything in his bag he can do. Yeah, he's, he's unbelievable. Um, you know, I've, I've said it before, obviously, as a campaign manager. But, uh, <laughs> yes, you were. <laughs> you know, uh, I get his, his size and his athleticism and his skill to be able to do anything, put the ball on the ground, you know, shoot the three, get to the basket, finish through contact. I mean, he's, he's an unbelievable player. Yeah. Uh, congrats, and the trip rolls on. We'll see you in Charlotte. Yeah, see y'all. <laughs> Walker Kessler. Near-perfect game from Walker Kessler tonight. Exactly what you want from your rookie center. 13 points, 10 rebounds, 3 blocks, 5 of 5 from the floor, and then maybe the best number, 3 of 3 from the free throw line. I know that's not a huge number, but he had the big and one late in the game that gave the Jazz the lead that they were able to hold on to. Proved to be the difference ultimately, but you know you, he's got to be able to hit free throws. If he wants to be in the game in the fourth quarter, teams, once they start taking the Jazz a little bit more seriously as a playoff threat, are going to start finding the weaknesses. And his only weakness really so far this season has been his free throw shooting. As soon as he starts knocking them down consistently, which he will, uh, he's going to be basically impossible to keep off the floor. Uh, and and his his rookie year, his ability to, you know, acclimate to a team that's meaningful. You know, the Jazz have had big wins and they've made runs and pushed for the playoffs from a spot that nobody thought they could. There's so much value in that. But again, 32 minutes tonight, those game reps playing against live, you know, competition that's really trying to do their thing. They've got a scouting report against you. So much value in that in year one. And he just continues to impress me, finds ways. Tonight, that block with his left hand right at the rim, as good a block as I've seen all year long. Uh, And again, a team high plus 15 in 32 minutes. Just the fact that he can play 32 minutes. We talked about this before the game. Never gets himself into foul trouble. Only had three tonight, despite uh, being on the floor for the overwhelming majority of the game. Another very, very nice outing from Walker Kessler, and they're becoming... Pretty second nature to the point where it's almost unremarkable to talk about at this point because that's what you've come to expect. When we come back, we'll continue to put the bow on this as the Utah Jazz knock off the Orlando Magic 131 to 124, get their first win on this six-game road trip. Road trip. Stick around. More uh, Jazz game night coming up next. The final box score is printed. Jake Scott and the coach Tim Lacombe are breaking down how it all happened. On the Mark Miller Utah Jazz postgame show. Oh my! Welcome to Jazz Game Night, brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share your Subaru story at markmillersubaru.com. The Utah Jazz beat the Orlando Magic 131 to 124. Uh, Coach, nice game for the Jazz, nice game overall. We talked so much about the Orlando Magic's ability to get to the free throw line. Uh, The Utah Jazz were also able to get to the line and shot well tonight, 20 of 21, which in a close game like this proved to be be an important one. The Jazz needed it. That's your Chick-fil-A foul shot review, the Chick-fil-A foul shot review of the game. Download the whole new way to Chick-fil-A. Earn rewards, the Chick-fil-A one app. Free throws, you see my gray hair. (laughs) <laughs> I must confess a lot of that is from missed free throws through the years, but it's it's awesome. And you mentioned the importance of it for a guy like Kessler, uh, but really across the board, it's how you close games down. And the Jazz did a nice job of making that in the beginning of the game. That's something, the only thing Orlando did in an elite level, top five in the league, was getting to the free throw line. And the Jazz beat them at their own game. So uh, that's a huge plus. Um, they had to do that because, you know, 
Orlando shot the ball a little better from three than they typically do, a lot better. So uh, that's why you play the games. You can't play it on numbers, but the Jazz across the board, you know, made it pay tonight. Uh, Magic, just 20 of 31 tonight. They miss 11 free throws in a seven-point game. The Jazz go basically perfect 20 of 21. That really did prove to be the difference. Uh, Orlando really held on to the ball well, too. Only 10 turnovers tonight for Orlando. So I thought they did a lot of things surprisingly well, and at several points tonight night when I thought they were about to quit, they found a way to bounce back and stuck with it. Yeah, and that was the interesting part because this time of year you see a lot of teams quit, and there was no quit in either of these teams tonight. The My Subaru Is campaign features real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse, and each has a unique story to share. Read some of the Mark Miller Subaru owner stories and share yours at MySubaruIs.com. The Utah Jazz knock off the Orlando Magic 131 to 124. We'll put a bow on this thing. Take a look around the NBA when we come back. More Jazz game night. Stick around. Get to the reaction. Hear from the coaches, the players, as well as the coach, Tim Lacombe. It's the Mark Miller Utah Jazz Postgame Show. Here's Jake Scott. Jordan Clarkson's not available. He's taking 10. Taylor Norton Tucker's taking 9. Ochai Abaji's taking 6. Tucker's 1 of 9 in those shots. He takes a 3 right now in the clutch and buries it. Take that, numbers! Uh, bearing a three right side to put the Jazz up by six, 118-112. Taylor Horton Tucker having a night, 23. Play the game brought to you by Larry H. Miller Dealerships for service sales and selection. LHMauto.com, driven by you, Taylor Horton Tucker, with what I thought was his best game in a Jazz uniform. And I bet if we were to go back and dig through his game logs with the Lakers, it might be one of the best games of his career. Yeah, he was just so under control. And you know, all the things that... I know he's been watching a ton of film, working with the the staff, but again, playing a position not really familiar with, capable of, but you know the nuance of it's new, and it's awesome to see him out there taking that challenge and then having a night like tonight where he really excelled. I know his body is so different. I brought this up a couple of times. I even talked to Will Hardy about it and got a little blowback. Uh, he remind, His game, because we're trying to figure out like what's the ideal role for him. His game, his wild card impact is a little Manu Ginobili-ish to me. He can pass. He can get to the paint. He can be a primary ball handler at times. He's not your point guard. You had Tony Parker with the Spurs to do that. He can throw those lobs from half court. He kind of plays at his own rhythm in a way that no one else seems to be able to match. So when he has it going like he did tonight, you just can't put anyone else in front of him. It's going to slow him down because he just he plays at a different speed and a different pace than anyone else on the floor. And those guys become really hard to stop. Now, don't get me wrong, Manu's a first ballot Hall of Famer and one of the best, maybe the second best shooting guard of the early 2000s. No one's expecting that from Taylor Horton Tucker. But as you continue to see that role evolve, a similar fill-in, do-it-all, six-man who can even close games for you, just kind of playing that wild card role. If he can do what he did tonight consistently, you've just got an absolute keeper on your hands. Yeah, and to to that, you know, kind of add color to that that was a I remember Mont when Ginobili really kind of came on the scene it was those acrobatic plays yep. he made right that you see Horton Tucker make and you really can't put your finger on it but that's a great great comparison because I think what he does like Ginobili did it it, it really does aid winning across so many spectrums right and to see him go tonight four to one assist to turnover um, that's a huge step forward, and then at the same time be able to 
impact, you know, score the ball like he did. Just a, a really great night for him. And really it's about the key is, yeah, kind of focusing in on, on his game, finding out what his strengths are and allowing him to really lean into those and edit out some of the bad parts, which was not unlike what Manu Ginobili had to do when he got to the Spurs as well. Because you could clearly see the talent. It was about making sure you had the consistent play every night, and that's going to be the key for Talon. And you know what? You've got 15 more games this season. You've got a player option next season. I imagine he's going to be back on the team next year to really continue to try and figure it out. Because, again, I know we talk about it a lot, but, I mean, 22 years old and – just barely 22. That's I mean, right. So much game at such a young age with such a unique body. He's got a ton to offer. Yeah, I, I'm I'm definitely he, – he's earned my vote. I want him on the island. Um, I just think for all those reasons we mentioned. And I just think, again, it's great to have somebody that utility guy who can go out there in a pinch and guard, you know, pretty much any position because of his size. I mean, you said it. He's a unique guy uh, with a ton of skill. Uh, Jazz in action again on Saturday night. They're going to be taking on the Charlotte Hornets. Charlotte had a five-game winning streak, followed it up with three straight losses, uh, and then had a nice win the other night over the Knicks. Knicks are basically unbeatable lately, 9-1 and one in their last 10. And Charlotte, uh, behind some strong play from Gordon Hayward, went out and got the W. Uh, Charlotte is taking on the Pistons tonight. In fact, I think they beat the Pistons already tonight. So they're playing better basketball than we may have uh, thought the last time we saw them here in Salt Lake City. That's going to be a tough one coming up on Saturday night. And as we know, this this league, I just am reminded every night, but this league is totally chock full of talent. Uh, So you do. You have to be ready every single night. I think that that's what Simone said in his walk-off interview. You have to be locked in and dialed in every night. The My Subaru is campaign features real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some of the Mark Miller Subaru owner stories and share yours at MySubaruIs.com. The Utah Jazz snapped their four-game losing streak with a 131-124 victory over the Orlando Magic. Coach Tim Lacombe, thanks for helping me out tonight. It was awesome to be with you, man. I love hanging. We have to do this outside of, you know, we've got to actually go talk ball for a long time. Yeah. Going to go, uh, yeah. But you got to get up, you know, I know what you got going tonight. You got to go get the kids. So get after it. You got the grandkids coming over. I do. Tomorrow? You heard it. Yes, I do. I got big plans. Uh, Big thanks to Jamil flipping the switches behind the scenes, getting everything set up for us. Going to be back with you coming up on Saturday night. More jazz game night coming up. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold season three, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.